And Loring's teaching me about the Seaver House versus the Rideout House up there on Old Milford Road. And I guess I'm going to have to take a trip up there and yeah. see if he's right. I'm sure it he looks knows. different now because I mean, the uh, where they show us in that picture, the uh, that's where the road used to go right there in front of the house. And just later years, they the these land swap, so the road wouldn't be going through the through Coon's yard, and they did a land swap for the piece of land behind it to the, put the road in there. Makes sense. Yeah, gotta say. So. Let's see. Any any further in uh, anything of interest further down the old Milford Road? Okay. Let's see. The uh, Carl where Carl Smith used to live. I'm not sure what uh, that originally was. One of the few places in town with brick <laughs> walls in it, except for the the one the the one by the bridge down South Main Street. And did you know Carl? Oh yeah, yeah. We used to deliver. Like? My dad sold chickens to him, and we sold milk to him. I delivered the National Telegraph and the Grip magazine to him. <laughs> he was a bachelor. Yeah, yeah. 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 He yeah. was a. He was a funny guy. He was a very smart. He graduated from UNH, I think, and and uh, 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 agriculture or something. Anyway. He had uh, poultry there, and my dad, like, we sold baby chicks to him, and, uh, and I guess we bought some hatching eggs from him. And of course, any time we went in there with my dad to talk business, it would turn into several hours. And Carl liked to talk, my dad liked to talk, because that's where I got it. <laughs> and, like, and, and he was a very knowledgeable person. And, and I say Barbara lived there all those years. She, she never married. Uh, His sister? Yeah, I. Th I don't know. What, I think I, she was. A, I think she graduated from uh, UNH too. I don't know what she studied. Then let's see. Uh, just beyond that was the what I knew over at Kinney's place. Now, when I was a kid, called it the Kissick place. That was originally. Oh, my memory. Your memory's pretty good, right? The Peacock. Oh. The Peacock place. Of course, that was, I don't, you know, when I knew what there was a, there was a, back in the 40s, there was a, I think a retired Army Air Force, uh, Air Force Colonel who lived there, mm -hmm. and his wife, and they had, seems like they had Angus cattle, they were some Angus cattle. Huh. Our cows used to get out, go up through the woods, up there, and visit their cattle. No kidding. <laughs> That's a long hike. Yeah. I mean, let's see. had several roads that used to go up through there. You could go down and, um, oh, you know, where, where uh, Steve Whitcomb lives and David Whitcomb, there used to be a road that went up through there. They came right out up there by the okay. by their place, and the cows. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was just a short hop. So they'd get on there, and they get bee line up there, and I'd have to go up and drive them home. <laughs> then I just I don't know. Kinney's moved in there. I think went out while I was away in college and then in the army. And then let's see. 
going up the hill is because the old the old Whitcomb place on oh, the left the here. Uh, I don't know who lives there now. Neither do I. And across from there was the was the old cellar hole. It used to be the Freeman Wright house. And then up the hill that's beyond where Sunny Farwell's house was. So let's see. <clears throat> when I was a kid, there was Mrs. Breck, an old lady, one of my newspaper customers. Is that you're talking about that little cave? Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Breck lived there then. In fact, I think it's listed in 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 the in the town history of the Breck. That was originally the uh, Payson Burge place, and later it became, it was actually when, when I was getting Mrs. Breck lived there. It listed, I think it listed in the town history as the, uh, as the Breck place. And then of course the next place was uh, where Bremers used to live. I don't know who lives in now. I don't know, on the left. Yeah, it used to be, years ago it was Coburn place, I guess. And there wasn't much of anything else, any houses that still existed. I guess maybe one or two going down the other side of the hill. And that, but uh, that was pretty much it. And of course, they had many earlier places, see, <clears throat> out in the woods there behind the old Whitman place. There was, there was a road that went out in there, and that was where the old center house was, because it was one of the roads up the center drive, a center road or something like that, right. uh, something. Of course that was well, long gone far as they were around there. Yeah. Let's, let's pull you back then and let's go uh, down Main Street uh, after Corey's on the right. Okay, when I was a kid that was the Fred Bent house. Art Bent, the old Art Bent, the one who died. His, that was his father, Fred Bent. Fred and... Edna Bent, and his brother, Lester Bent, lived there. And let's see, I think and the old friend was involved with the, with the greens and stuff too. You know, this is a place that is owned by Fenske now, do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And <laughs> he had some pigs there at one time. Th that's a story too. Please. Bent's Old Fred, uh, when Art was living there on the corner of uh, uh, Bond Street and Meeting House Hill, Fred had a truck out back there, about where Ralphie's house is now, a box, a body, up on blocks or something. And Stanley Reynolds and uh, Homer Ingalls and I decided that would be fun to tip, just get that rocking and tip it over. Well, we did. and. I got Bill McGee that lived there, what Bunkers lived now. He saw us and he told Fred about it because then I guess, I guess he, uh, old, old Bill Quigley was the chief of police and he, I guess he called him and then the next day Bill Quigley came into the yard and I knew what he was there for. And said, Mr. Bent wanted to see me. So I went down and saw Fred and he said, you know, you guys shouldn't have done that," he said. Uh, but on the other hand, maybe you did me a favor. He said, "Maybe some small kids might have gotten at it and gotten hurt." And so, on the one on the one hand, you you did something that wasn't right. So, but on the other hand, maybe you did me a favor. But he said, uh, "I expect you guys to uh, pay for that." Okay. 
ten bucks a piece from ten from me, ten from Stanley, and ten from Homer. And I said, "You don't have to pay me all at once, five bucks at a time." So I think I ended up paying him. I think he wanted twenty bucks. Anyway. I ended up paying him five bucks, and he said, "No." You showed your goodwill, he says, the other guy said, give me a cent. Hmm. Uh, you paid five bucks, he said, but, uh, said uh, let's call it square. And then, the, like, see, he had some pigs, and after that, I think he had me come down and take care of his pigs, and he was on, off on a business trip or something, and I'd get on. He paid me for, for that. But. You minded the pigs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd go down in the evening and feed them. Okay. And, uh, and I don't didn't know much about. I guess Lester was his brother Lester. I don't know whether he was ever married or not. But I think he had been one time. I think his wife had died anyway. But, but uh, then let's see. The next place that was when I was a kid. That was a Parker place. Still then. Yeah. Wow. And. And some of the family, the, Miss Parker here, uh, they they were only up there during the summers, or usually in summer, so didn't have much contact with them. Although one of the there was a kid there one summer, about my age, and I don't know, I was coming out with Stanley Reynolds and Jim Austin, old Big Jim, and I didn't like to fight. Well, these two guys, they like, they were pretty pretty rowdy, and they, they dared me to hit the kid. Well, I didn't want to, you know, you kind of like, oh, chicken, you know. They were older than I was, so. So I, I grabbed him by the shoulder and I stopped him right in the face. I, I think it hurt me more than it did him. I was so ashamed of myself that I'd done that. I apologized to him later. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Peer pressure. Yeah, we've all had it. It existed back then and still does. Yeah. It always has. So I didn't have too much contact with those people there. Then the next place, let's see, there was a, a, a Norman and Bessie Klein. When I was there, Norman was, I think he was a, real estate agent and years ago there was a there used to be a minister that lived there because I know back when I was a kid they had a, uh, a, a sale at the Methodist Church which is the library now and a bunch of old books that had been come from over there from when the minister had lived there I bought a bunch of some of those books, and in fact, I still have them. That's back in the, in the 40s. And then later, there was a family by the name uh, Tucker's Ward, and Eleanor Tucker lived there. And then in the next place on the right, uh, the Harry and Edith Whitney that lived there. She was a nurse. She worked at the Memorial Hospital in Nashville, because this was back in the 40s, and uh, they had lived there for quite a few years, I guess. I don't know what Harry did. You know, Edith worked as a nurse. Um, I think that was, that was one of the town, that was one of the town taverns. 
at one time. Like a lot of the places, like that place and the, uh, the next place there, that was the, the Brookline House, I guess it was. That was the tavern and the boarding house and, and we're um, across the street next between uh, the library and Ina Nutsons. Shuts? Shuts, yeah. When I was a kid, that was uh, Warren Barnaby lived there. Hmm. He was a, uh old Marine. He had been, he was a, in World War II, World War One. he was a, came out of World War One as a captain in the Marine Corps. And of course, everybody called him Captain, captain Barnaby. They didn't, nobody called him Major Barnaby. He was Captain. Uh, uh, Captain Barnaby, and then uh, he, they took him back into the service during World War II, and then he came out of that as a major, so he was, everybody put him as a captain, he was Captain Barnaby, that he was Major Barnaby. And that was one of the t early taverns in town, too. And his, let's see, one of his daughters married Bikita, well, because he was, when he was on active duty in the Marines, after World War One, he was stationed in uh, Panama, I think it was, and, and the oldest daughter, that's their actual name was Rebecca, but they were, I guess they lived on the um, uh, uh, in, uh, local housing, and I guess they had probably the canals on it, Local women maids and uh, babysitters, and oh, say, oh, it's called a Bikita, uh -huh. little Becky. Uh -huh. And uh, that name stuck to her. Everybody still refers to her as Bikita. Okay. And she married Roger Morris, whose father was postmaster in town, and he was married to Blanche Fessenden, who was the sister to old Walter Fresnan, who was the father of Nason and uh, David and <laughs> all those guys. Yeah, he, he was way back, he was postmaster. And after he died, Rodney Wright, uh, when he came back from the World War II, he worked at the post office. And he later became postmaster after Clarence Morris died. He became postmaster. This isn't the Rodney Wright I knew. Maybe his father. Or... His father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, so, <laughs> so many family connections. And let's see. But when I was get the, the place right across from oh, Eddie Hutchins there, that was uh, the Mississippi Inn. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Well, they had, had several names out yeah. to the Mississippi yeah. and the Brookline House. When I was a kid, there was a guy, George Nichols, owned it. And he had several apartments there. He was a, what I'd call a funny duck. <laughs> Why? I think it was in the. Probably the Eddie Whitcomb Halloween or someplace took a. Bag, filled it with dog manure, put it out on George's doorstep and set it on the fire. George came out, stomped on it, you know. That was one of those tricks that I'll probably like some of the stuff I used to pull. That's a great classic trick. 
then let's see there. Um, this one, where well, I know that's in loose now. The, okay, the Wickham store. Of course, that was in the Cor that was Corey's store from way back, and then the Wickham store, it was, I know, a typical old New England country store. I mean, uh, the vegetables and fruits and uh, meat, you'd come in, you'd pick out what you wanted, you'd cut that you wanted, and they'd cut it for you. And, you know, uh, clothing, well, work clothes, like Levi's or dungarees, as we call them, and work clothes and uh, tools, shovels and picks and axes and all kinds of stuff, like nails and hardware. No, this was when it was whose store? Pardon? When it was Eddie's store, or when it was his, fa his father's. Oh, I didn't know it was. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, and that time, yeah, his father, Harlan Whitcomb. He ran it because Eddie and his sisters grew up there, and they worked in the store. And just as his uh, Mary, she was the oldest one, and Evan and Eddie, and but they they worked in the store, and like I said, typical old kind of country store. And they had, on the, uh, they where my daughter's shop is now. That was part of the, the post office was in that corner. On the right side. Uh, I remember when the post office. Oh, well, in the early, back when it was the Whitcomb store, the post office was on the left side. Oh, I didn't know. Then later years, um, on the right-hand side, they had a lunchroom there, which, and they, uh, they made their own ice cream with the, Whitcomb's homemade ice cream was really something. And they had lunchroom, you get, you know, simple meals and stuff, hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff, fish. Because I know we used to spend a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of time there, and my dad and Harlan Whitcomb were good friends. And as we spent, we'd go down there, we'd, my kids and my sisters and I used to spend a lot of time in the house, so we going and we sit and have cookies and uh, cocoa, and my dad would be uh, chatting with, with Harlan and Jane. And then later years, on the right-hand side, well, that part is gone now. That was the post office. When I when I was working in the post office, when I was delivering mail, that's another job I had, mail, mailman. The, uh, when I came back from Germany in 64, I substituted for Nathan Pheasant, and that's what the post office was there then. Now that they tore that off in later years. And let's see, in the big house up there, the old Quarry place, and I was to get that for Clarence and Blanche Morris lived, and he was postmaster, and I, right next door, that was nice and handy. Then the next place. On the left there, just across the old Milford Road, that was Corey's. That was where Walter Corey lived. Walter and... Uh, well, I'm, are you on the right side? I'm still on the left side right of side. Okay. Main Street. Okay. Right at the intersection of Main Street and, and old Milford Road. Gotcha. Yeah. That was uh, Walter and Helen Corey lived there then. And, uh, her brother, Jimmy Lawrence, he was... Rather odd duck, too. <laughs> we had a few of them in town. Uh, what do you do? What do you mean? Well, I don't know. He just. 
I don't know. Just something about him that would. Uh, of course, I think a lot of people said then that he he was gay. We had another person someone uh, lived on uh, just off of Milford Street there. Harry Gilson, Maud Lumen lived in a little camp there, and then his brother Jimmy Gilson. Both Harry and Jimmy had been in World War One, but everybody said that, that Jimmy was was gay. Because I'm mean, back then, was gay. He was queer. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I always liked him. But uh, a lot of people, if they weren't just exactly like you, they were different, you know. But anyway, Jimmy, Jimmy Gilson. He was he was a funny guy, a like a very likable guy. Um, What's his relationship to that house? Well, Jimmy Lawrence, he was uh, Helen Corey's brother. Okay. And uh, her husband, Herbert Corey, was the brother to Harry Corey. He was, they were the parents of uh, uh, Lawrence Corey. And uh, say, oh, everybody called her Mama Helen. Mama she, Helen? Yeah. And her sister was Edith Lawrence. She never married. She was Aunt E.P. <laughs> yeah, I think she lived... I think she lived up back there, just... Uh, on Old for Road, right up that little house, right up just on the... just up the end of uh, Elm Street there, on, yeah. the, on the right. I think she lived there. Of course, they're across from which, from the store. Because uh, Harlan, he had, besides the store and the post office there and the lunchroom, he had gas pumps there. So, so gas. Because mm. that was the main that was the main drag. That was Route 13. Because uh, uh, then uh, he had across the street there in the field, or what used to be a field. Uh, Fridays, Saturdays. Friday nights usually had uh, live music, country and western, or what we called hillbilly, hillbilly music then. Of course, he sold popcorn, ice cream, and soda, or tonic, as everybody called it. And, and then had that, and then uh, Saturday nights had this uh, uh, plywood uh, screen there, showed outdoor movies, free, all free. Well, of course, they even, he made money. The ice cream and soda. The, he uh, saw, but still it was, you know. Wonderful. And during the, after the hurricane of 38, power was out for a long time. Nobody had power. So nobody could get gas. So Harlan rigged up a bicycle, took, had a, 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 a one with a wheel, no tire on, just the rim, put a belt from that to the to the gas pump, pump gas that way. <laughs> Very resourceful. Typical Yankee ingenuity. And let's see, in the little house on the left there, just beyond the intersection of Old Milford and uh, Main Street. Tachko. Hmm. I can't remember who they lived there. No, several families later years uh, lived there, but 
Hey, Jimmy, old Jim Austin lived here for a while, back in the, I don't know, late 40s or 50s or something, I guess. Yeah, at some point we got to take a walk down Austin Lane. Let's talk for a minute about Jimmy Austin. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to go down Austin Road? No, 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 oh, no. We okay. got, we'll keep going. Okay. But, but we've mentioned Jimmy several times. Yeah. Because when we see, then the house next to that was, uh, were, um, What's her name? Tachko? Yeah, she was, used to be a librarian. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Jody Tachko. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, Leonard Bent lived there. He was a brother to old Art Bent. Uh, he was, his wife was a Creighton. Yeah, Creighton? The Creightons who live on uh, Milford Street? Yeah. Now, let's see, those. Oh, well, when I was a kid, the old post office, the, sub, the, the, the one that's up there, the little tiny one, yeah. When it was down there next to the old fire station, yeah. Hammy Creighton lived there. He was the father of uh, Winnie Creighton Sr. Uh, and his sister, one of his sisters, was married to Leonard Bent. He had another sister who was married to a Chandler. Oh, they lived on Bond, Bond Street for a while. And let's see. Okay, let's see. Him, Creighton, Winnie Creighton, he was married to Beatrice Wheeler. She died just a year or so ago. She lived in the trailer right across from the school there on Milford Street. Oh, yes. In the house that they just tore down and placed in it. Yes. That was where she grew up, that house there. Signed Marty Wheeler. And they had uh, a whole bunch of kids, and uh, so the, the the wheels and the Creightons related. And let's see, Linda Bent lived there, and let's see, there was then on uh, Sergeant Road, there was a uh, Austin Rowley Austin lived there, the first place on the left. Where are you going, Austin Road? Austin Road. I mean, uh, no, uh, Sergeant Road. Uh, Sergeant Road, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Rolly Austin, Rolly and Hazel Austin, lived there. Uh, I'm not sure what house that is. Hmm? Which house is this? The first, I, unless, I don't know, it used to be the only house on the left there. Just the when you go on Sergeant Road? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been down there in years. There's lots of building. So, I don't know. Let's see, um, Mike Coleman lived there for a while, a few years ago. I don't know who lives there now. Anyway, Rolly and... Uh, he lost in that. Roly was an uncle to uh, Leo and Ellsworth. Oh, that is Leo Senior, Ellsworth Senior. He was a brother to Frank Austin. Frank Austin lived in the house where Ellie Austin lives now. Because Frank, let's see, he and Alita had, let's see, there was Russell. Yes, kids Russell, Ellsworth, Leo, Alita Fountain. All the children of whom? Uh, Frank and Alita Austin. Who lived on Sergeant Road there? Yeah, uh, Roley, yeah. He was a brother to Frank Austin. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And let's see, and Hazel. She was a bachelor, bachelor 
lives up on, well, her brother lives up on the dump, dump road. Just before you get to the, the bridge, was, he had, they had a just little, a small shack there. Her brother lived there, and I don't know where, anyway, uh, Walt Batchelder and his wife Blanche. He was a woodchopper, I guess, anyway. But, and Hazel was a, was a midwife, and she delivered my youngest sister. They were at home there on the, uh, where Art Bent lived on that house. And what was her name? Hmm? What was her name? Uh, uh, Hazel Austin. And they lived there for quite a few years. They had one son, Arthur, Doggy, what do you call him? <laughs> uh, he was spent more time in jail than he did out. And they, I guess he, they drafted him in there and then they kicked him out. <laughs> And the last time I saw him was up at the state prison in Concord. Okay. He was involved in an incident down there in uh, one hand in Bridge Road. There was a family that lived there, and they were pretty much riffraff, uh, pretty much into booze, and they had a party one night, and. The father, they had a 12-year-old daughter and a bunch of other kids. One night, the uh, father and some of his buddies raped the daughter, and she ended up getting pregnant. Oh my God. Because in, in Dolly Gawson was one of them involved, and he ended up in prison for that. Of course, at that time, they couldn't, they didn't have DNA testing, so... That poor kid, she was blind in one eye. When she was just a baby, her mother was sitting, they'd been drinking, and the mother had their baby in the lap, and she was smoking a cigarette, and the hot ash fell into the kid's eye. Oh, makes me shudder to think of it. And then, then go through that a whole bit, and I don't know how many times that had gone on there before finally the authorities caught up with them. But, uh, yeah, but like I say, when I was in high school in Nashville, we had a problem with the democracy class, and we went on a tour of the state prison and walked through the, in the exercise yard and there was doggy sitting because <laughs> I couldn't speak to him we learned loud I just sort of nodded to him he nodded to me and we recognized each other but uh, he was a he was a hot shot he was a motorcycle freak and he was I mean he used to love roaring down through town standing up on his motorcycle and he was just a, he was the black sheep of the family but uh, so, that was at that time. That was the only house on on that road. There. Hmm. Well, let's go back out Main Street. I, I don't think you've mentioned the house, the little white cape, that has the garden on the right, heading towards Proctor Hill Road, and uh, before you get to the the chapel, you mean? Yes. Not 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 the uh, brick uh, schoolhouse, but the white uh, oh, cape, yeah. double chimney on the right. Uh, Rodney White, Rodney Wright's wife lived there. Oh yeah, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His well, his let's see, Bob's wife, Shirley, lived there, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was Rod's. Uh... No, that was, that was Bob, Rodney's brother. Okay. Bob, his wife Shirley lived there, and then on the other side there was another family. There were what's, what's the old guy that lives there now? You probably know him. In that house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, you say that name before, and it's messing me up. It's something like Degutis. It's not Degutis, because Mrs. Degutis, of course, lived down in the lake, and she passed away. Yeah. But 
Uh, they're the people who the town is buying the option for for the library land behind their house. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Don't know that. Oh, place. what is this? Double front door, so it must have been a two-family. Yeah, family. yeah, yeah. So you know, it was a, a double. Yeah, uh, Shirley and Bob Wright lived in the left, in the left-hand side, okay. and oh, I can't think of his name. Either. Eleanor. He's at the chopping wood. Eleanor the, is the wife. Hmm? Eleanor is the wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was a, beside Bob and Shirley Wright, there was a family named Shorley that lived on the right-hand side. Shorley? Shorley, yeah. Mm. And then, of course, the next house were, were, were uh, uh, Bobby Austin lives now. Oh, that's, uh, that's right. Lisa, that's the yeah. next house, yes. That was, uh, when I was a kid, the uh, Popples. Was, uh, oh, the Popples, who were at the store? No, no, that's different. That's, uh, 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 No, wait, let's see. Uh, Poco had the store. Excuse me. This is Popple. They, uh, Mabel Popple and her brother, Arthur. He was another odd one. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur. Everybody was him Arthur. And the, uh, Mabel and Arthur always. They neither were married, but they lived together all their lives. And their remember their father, Louis Popple, he was a nice old guy. And I was going actually in the Methodist church, and he used to go to church every Sunday. Hard of hearing, had a hearing aid, one of the old big ones that had the big uh, amplifier in your pocket and a big battery pack on, the cord running to his ear. And he'd sit in church and I'd think, get to whistling. Yeah. He was a, he was a, I never knew his wife, but uh, he, in that picture I have of, of the, down at the Pheasant's Mill, the big picture there, he was one, he was, at that time, he was working at the mill at that night. And he was an old man when I knew him, but uh, Mabel and uh, Arthur, after he died, they lived there quite a few years, well, until they died, and they were... They probably in their 70s when they died. Mabel used to uh, substitute in the mail room back in the, in the 40s. If you got your own mail, you were lucky. And she always got, because, always got the Quimbies and Quigleys mixed up. Because they only Q's in town, so she just looked at a Q or give it to, and then half the time Quigleys ended up with Quimby's mail and vice versa. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they lived there, I can't remember when, just when they died, it was, I think it was when I was away. And then Jimmy, Jim Austin and Barbie moved in there. So Jim, Jimmy had a wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he, Barbie, she, uh, yeah, Barbie, she was a Ben, uh, Ben's oh, daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, and her... You probably know her, their daughter, Lisey. I know Lisey, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know her mom. Yeah, Barbie. That's uh, Jim. Jim Austin and, and Bar Jim and Barbie. Barbie was was a bent. Okay. Yeah. Jim, he was a character. How so? I keep saying how so. Well, one thing, he used some pretty rough language, and he didn't care who heard him. 
and he didn't give a hoop and he uh, well, that, he was he was a hard worker I mean well and he was acting as a boy scouts when I was in the scouts and he, he was in the scouts and uh, I don't think I think he finished the eighth grade that was all and he, he worked, I think he he worked in the woods making laurel and stuff like that and then for years he worked at, after Tom Moran had set his business and surveying Jim worked for him surveying and I mean, uh, if you ask Tom Moran sometime about Jim, about Jim Austin, he, I'm sure he could tell you some real wild stories. I mean, he he kept people in stitches, not matter where he was, and uh, he pulled some pretty wild stunts sometimes. So one time, I think it was a, it was a barroom in Townsend, but he was left his booze pretty much. He finally kicked him out down there. Told him not to come back. Oh, one time he had a few drinks. He decided once more. If he went in there, they told him, "Sorry, we can't serve you." He went out to his pickup truck and got his chainsaw, brought it in, set it on the bar, and revved it. You give me some beer, I'll cut your effing bar, bar right in two. He cut his beer. <laughs> but uh, but he had a heart of gold. I mean, he was. Outwardly, he was, you know, rough and tumble, but he really had a card of cold and smart, too. A lot of people didn't give him credit for having any brains, but he was a lot smarter than a lot of the people that criticized him. That's what I understand. Yeah. But, uh, and, like I said, I, he had a tendency to be a little bit of a bully. But, uh, a lot of people picked on him, too. So he made up for it, being a bully. And, but I always liked him, because I spent a lot of time with with, with the Austins, because I was Dottie Dottie, she and I started school together. And, and I was all sometimes with, with uh, Leo, Teeny, everybody called him Teeny. Most people in town still do, the older, older people. Because <laughs> I spent a lot of time there. Hi, Jimmy, he was like, he was one of the town characters. And, I always thought a lot of him. Uh, now let's see then. When I was in the, in the grammar school, the, the brick house here, the next place, a uh, family by the name of Davenport lived there. What the heck was his name? Mm, the mother, the Mrs. was Marge, and then the daughter Carol Lynch. I think she was a year older than it was. Produce a picture. Half the guys in school really ape over her. <laughs> but, uh, I don't, they, they, they were only in town a few years, and because in the uh, across from the brick houses, the uh, well, the, the uh, where Doctor Brush lived, and Margaret, you know her, don't you? Oh, the daughter. Yeah, I've met her. Oh yeah, and because he was. Pretty much responsible for the church being built. He donated the. I think he gave him the land and uh, and probably money too. Is he a full hmm? a full time resident or a summer person? Just just summer and weekends. What kind of doctor? I'm a physician. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They they lived in the Boston area somewhere, mm -hmm. but uh, but he he was because before prior to that there was no Catholic church in town. Just, yeah. 
I presume he was a Catholic. Yeah. Because after the church was sold, the uh, little shrine that was across the street there, I think uh, Margaret had that. She she bought the brick house down there. And she had it set up out back there. And I know lately, though, it doesn't look like she did much of it. But, uh, but I guess they've done quite a job on the house. I, think. I so hope so. It needed it, huh? Yeah, it was really in bad shape. I, even back when I was a kid, uh, Nason Pheasant and his family lived there. And I used to spend a lot of time in there. It was, wasn't in very good shape then. But, uh, let's see, then... Uh, it's a Legion Hall, the old school. Spent a lot of fun times down there. We used to have uh, we used to have a Boy Scout meetings down there quite often, and they used to have uh, square dances in there. And I've got some pictures of old Llewellyn Powers. Oh. He he played the fiddle, and Chappie played the piano, and we had a bunch of teenagers. Chappie was his son. Yeah, no, his grandson. Grandson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry was his son. Um, Chappie was a character too. <laughs> he was a hot shot. <laughs> uh, Chappie grew up where? Brookline. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's up there uh, on the old Milford Road. Um, yeah, way up there, the White House on the left before it gets steep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, that's where he, he owned that's it when he, he died. When he, yeah. yeah. Let's see, later, Chucky Bunker. Lived after he had that, that. Lived there for yeah. a while. He fixed yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. That was in pretty bad shape with it. Bad. The time he bought it, yeah. But Chappie was a character. And he, cause he was quite a bit older than I. Cause he, he was in the Navy during World War Two. And he was, you know, and he kind of rough and tumble in some ways. The language he used, well. <laughs> But everybody liked him. But, uh, he had a had an alcohol problem. I guess later his wife, Alice, had an alcohol alcohol problem. That probably what split him up. <laughs> they uh, where was he? Well, we could go. Uh, Morris Marshall's house. Oh yeah, okay. The house next to Morris. To yeah, the left. Um, well, that was the seat. Morris grew up there when I was a kid. Uh, they lived there. Andrew and Louise. Louise was the president. And Andrew's brother, Bernie, lived there with them well, for years, many years. And uh, Andrew, he had the, the, the stagecoach. <laughs> had an old it was an old uh, wood pen station wagon. It had a big box in the back. We used to throw the mail in there and back and made two runs a day. In the morning, take the outgoing mail, over to Nashville and say, write it. So in fact, uh, uh, um, Edith Whitney used to write every morning to work at the uh, Memorial Hospital. He'd go dump her, leave her off and go to the train station down in Nashville, pick up the incoming mail and bring it back to town. And uh, a number of times I had to ride over with him because I would miss the school bus to Nashville. I was going to high school in Nashville because I didn't want to go to school, so I'd wait until the bus 
It's on Bond Street, almost on Route 13, and I come around and go, hey, wait for me, wait for me. I'd miss the bus, so I'd go home. Well, you'd still have time to walk back downtown and ride over with Andrew Marshall. <laughs> so it didn't work on, you know, going to school. Of course, I'd be late for school. But then then make an afternoon run, need uh, take passengers over and, and pick up some of the his regulars and pick up the mail and, and the National Telegraph. And, and that's why I'd, I'd wait for him to come in and go deliver my papers. What about that house to the left of Morris's? Uh, Little place. The first one, that is fairly recent. I think that was okay. built, oh, let's see, I think that was built in the late 50s, I think. Okay. Morris's brother, Frankie, lived there, and his, his wife, Florence, was a tax collector for a number of years. Then the next place, I think it's uh, where Ralph Porter Sr. lived. And he was, oh yeah, his wife was a wheeler. She was one of the wheelers, Bessie. She was a sister to uh, hmm. Beatrice Creighton and Linda Ben's wife. No, no. She was a sister to Beatrice, yeah, Beatrice married a great. And let's see, Ralph and Bessie had about four kids, I think there's uh, Stella, I think was the oldest one. She ended up marrying Elton Taylor, and they eventually divorced. Then let's see, then there was Paul, he was three years older than I was. And well, he ended up marrying my cousin. From Vermont, actually, my step cousin. Her mother was my dad's stepsister. But anyway, uh, see, there was uh, Paul and Donnie and Ralph Jr. You probably know him, don't you?